1: Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. We're in partnership with the Hockey Art Co, hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best and hated by the rest. Listeners to Zero Pucks Given get a 10% discount on everything site-wide at the hockeyartclothing.co.uk. Just enter the code ZP10 upon checkout to get your discount. And make sure you check out their new city series of clothing items. So far from New York, Boston, Toronto and Newark, really great stuff, particularly the Toronto one. This is episode 61. Welcome along. We've got the match reports from an exciting weekend in the Britain Division, the exclusive coach's thoughts, the Player of the Week as well. Firstly, of course, we have to pay tribute to Mike Urquhart. Mike sadly passed away on Saturday. Uh, The Toronto-born Urquhart was one of the most beloved Canadian import players who after spells in Britain with Nottingham Panthers, Oxford City Stars, Cardiff Devils, Chelmsford Chieftains, Guildford Flames... Milton Keynes Kings uh, was inducted into the British Ice Hockey Hall of Fame in 2007. His top season coming as a player coach with the Champs of Chieftains in 87-88, scoring 100 points in 26 games. Mike also coached the GB national side at senior, under-20, and under-18s. He was the beacon of the growth of, of ice hockey in the UK and will be truly missed by everyone involved with the game. In the news in the Britain this week, after Red Redhawks 10-0 win at MK Thunder, Josh Ely Newman has received a Tier 1 two-game ban for fighting, which will mean Josh won't return until 2024, as the champions had a weekend off this weekend just gone, so he will miss the Devils game Saturday and the Chieftains game Sunday. In other news, Josh Abbott is departing the Oxford City Stars. Obviously, some very big changes going on in Oxford, and Shane Moore is doing his very best to get the on-ice and off-ice activities at the club all aligned. Into the action from the weekend then. Six matches in total and we will start with the early face-off down at Planet Ice in Gosport. (laughs) Serling Devils host the Chelmsford Chieftains on a fresh evening on the south coast and a home celebration as Devils Canadian import Drew Campbell puts up his 300th game. Congratulations to Drew. Apparently the oldest player in the NIHL as well. Not sure if Drew's happy about that or not to be fair. The game started frantically, as is normally the case on the small pad down there, the surface not in the best condition by all reports, but it was the home side that went ahead early when Kane Russell assisted Ryan Sutton for 1-0 on one hundred twenty two. Both sides had power play chances after the penalties were called on Sutton and Fillory, respectively, and a short-breaking play after a hit at the scoreboard end flung the doors open, but the home side doubled their advantage on 13:51 when Pitts and Coleman assisted Mason Wilde for 2-0. And shortly after it was three 0 when Sutton bagged his second assisted by Osmond and Wilde on sixteen thirteen. After Harry Cloutman took two for roughing on eighteen forty one, the Chieftains got themselves back in the game as Lee Jameson and Damon Porter assisted Grant Bartlett for three one on nineteen twenty power play goal. Into the second and it was the Visitors that came out firing and made it a one goal game when Holden Barnes Garner released Damon Porter, who finished neatly in a one on one on twenty one thirty seven. Seconds after the restart, the home side stretched the lead to two when milestone man Drew Campbell netted, assisted by Harry Cloutman, on 22:02. After the Chief, Chieftains killed off a Cam Bartlett penalty on 26:21, the Devils stretched their lead further when Mark Pitt scored, assisted by Alex Cole, on 28:41 for 5-2. Jordan Lorde received a two-minute penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct in the aftermath of the goal, just after the halfway mark, and the Chieftains pulled the game back again. When Sasha Moltsev assisted Kieran Rayner to make it five three on thirty-one forty-seven, and the visitors made it a one goal game again on thirty-six fifty when James Pentecost made it five four, assisted by Barnes Garner and Russell. On thirty-seven forty, Jack Peacock took two for tripping, and in the power play, Alan Lackgrade on the assist, who Grant Bartlett equalised for five five on thirty-eight twenty-three. Power play goal. The game gave you the feeling the next goal was going to be an important one. And after the Devils killed off a Mason Wild penalty, they retook the lead on 51:40 when Ryan Sutton scored, assisted by Callum perella Fox, to make it 6-5. Straight from the restart, it was 7-5 when Drew Campbell got his second, assisted by Peacock and Cloutman, on 51:56. And the game finished on 57:17 when Liam Coleman added a goal, assisted by Mark Pitts. 8-5 it finished. Porter and Sutton taking the man of the match awards. Uh, For Solent, the chance of a four-point weekend as they head to the Thunderdome whilst the Chieftains will contest the Essex Derby at the Riverside where the Buccaneers roll into town. The Buccaneers prepared for the Essex Derby with the visit of the Oxford City Stars and the visitors took the lead through Aussie import Darcy Flanagan assisted by Mitchell and Penny. The Bucks hit back though, boosted by the return of TJ Anderson and he managed to poke an equaliser home as the Stars attempted to skate out of their defensive zone for 1-1. Shortly after, Anderson struck again to put Romford into the 2-1 lead. The Stars then pulled it back level when Lourdes assisted Taylor for 2-2, before Brindley Caps celebrated his GB under-18 call-up with a goal to make it 3-2. And just before the end of the first, Joe Tamarlin also celebrated his GB under-18 call-up with a goal for 4-2. Into the second and Romford extended their advantage when Anderson and Pascale assisted Caps for his second for 5-2. The Stars had a series of good chances through Penny, Elliott and Nethercell, but were put four goals behind when Luca Bascali made it 6-2. Into the third and Anderson went coast to coast and finished top shelf for his hat-trick for 7-2 with the extra man on a delayed penalty. Brindley Caps completed his hat-trick for 8-2. Anderson then notched another as he dragged back and wristed past check for 9-2. Flanagan pulled a goal back for Oxford to make it 9-3 before near attacking work pulled the Stars' day apart and it finished 10-3. The scoring was finished on the breakaway when Wilson and Canis assisted Ewan Hill to make it 11-3 on the night man of the match performances from Hullaby and Romars as the Buccaneers run wild and it's back to the drawing board again for the Oxford City Stars. <laughs> the final game of Saturday night saw Slough Jets and Victor Dynamo's go head-to-head over this weekend, starting on Saturday at the Hangar. After Laschek took an early penalty on 45 seconds, the Jets made it 1 0 when Kyle Bradburn scored, assisted by English and Redmond, on 2.26, power play goal. The Dynamos, however, hit straight back with an equaliser from Tom Saw, assisted by Lastcheck on 4.49. And Saw turned provider shortly after as he assisted Ruskin Springer Hughes to make it 2 1 on 6.21. Later in the first, the visitors extended their lead through Mads Thune, unassisted, on 14.44. The Dynamos managed to kill off a late Bronnyman penalty and take their 3-1 lead to the break. Into the second, and Invicta killed off another penalty, this time charred the offender, but they were pegged back by another Kyle Bradburn goal, even-handed, 33-45, assisted by Redmond for 3-2. Both sides swapped penalties towards the end of the second, but it stayed 3-2. Into the third, and Slough had another power play chance when Bronnyman took two minutes for hooking on 52-57, but failed to capitalise, and when Cathcart took two for holding on 5628, the Dynamos finished the game off as Last Check and Thune assisted Tommy Huggett on 5715 power play goal. 4-2 the final score, Man of the Match awards for Saw and Bradburn and it's all back to Gillingham on Sunday night. Sunday night, Planet Ice, Gillingham. The Dynamos take the 4-2 win at Slough the night before so revenge or repeat on the cards and it looked like repeat as the most boosted by the return of Stevenson took the lead when Lastcheck and Springer Hughes assisted Tom Saw for 1-0 on 4.25, Owen Ryder playing his part in the nil. On 12.05, Lastcheck assisted again as Tom Saw doubled his tally and in Victor's lead, even-handed for 2-0. Penalties exchanged in the latter part of the first, but 2-0 it remained. Into the second and an early goal from the home side as Dan Scott and Bronyman assisted Mads Thune for 3-0 on 2056. On 22:41, 41 Strawson took two for interference, but the most special teams had other ideas as Regan O'Neill and Ruskin Springer-Hughes assisted Stano Laschek for 4-0, 23:51, shorthanded goal. Massey was pulled and McGibbon steps into the pipes for Slough, however it didn't change their fortune as Stevenson and Dell assisted Josh Condren on thirty-one thirty for 5-0, before Owen Dell, returning from an accidental facial injury, added his two pence to make it 6-0 on 35:38. The Moe started the third on a penalty kill after an interference penalty for Harrison Lillis and the Jets took advantage this time as the return of the Holy Trinity resurrected their chances when Goodchild and Seb Moore assisted the returning Christian Moore on 40-21 power play goal. On 48-28 the Jets scored again when Goodchild and Bradburn assisted Seb Moore for 6-2 and after Dan Scott took two for roughing on 52-50, Moore assisted Goodchild for 6-3 on 53-27. The comeback looked very much on when Bradburn and Goodchild assisted Seb Moore on 56-46, but when Ty Cathcart took two for cross-checking on 57-58, Mose slowed back the impetus, and Tommy Huggett assisted Owen Dell for his second of the night, before a buzzer-beater from Chard, assisted by Dell and Thune on 59-59. An 8-4 win for the Dynamos, a four-point weekend. Man of the matches for Moore and Thune in this two-game series. After the, the two victories, Invicta Dynamos head coach Carl Lennon gave his thoughts to ZPG.
2: Strong weekend from us uh, with back-to-back games against Sal. We knew we had a very tough proposition in front of us, Um, but the weekend was fantastic. The boys had prepared really well throughout the course of the week as well too. I think that finally showed through in our performances. And, you know, for the first time in a number of weeks we've been able to pull together a a strong squad we've, we've had weekends where we've missed you know 10 or 12 players through injury or suspension so that had a massive impact on not just the performances but the way we could play those games so when we look at Saturday I thought that uh, we started the game a little bit slowly um, but then very quickly managed to I guess navigate their offensive threat and on our own selves uh, take chances on the break we ended the period 3-1 which was, which was a fantastic start really the second period was a little bit sort of hesitant from our part probably wanting to maintain that lead and I think we took a one nothing loss on that on that period and then in the final the final period we knew we could definitely see out the result we had to take a lesson from the last time we played in Slough where we got into a bit of penalty trouble at the end of the game and that ultimately cost us the result so for us here it was, it was discipline, it was focus and making sure that, that their top scoring lines didn't have any, any chance at all. And, and I think we did that well, not just on, on, uh, on Saturday, but also on Sunday as well too, where across the two games we really nullified, even-handed their, their best scorers. And, um, yeah, we were able to see the result out on, on Saturday, and, you know, the boys um, finished it off with a nice power play goal there at the end, which, you know, sort of icing on the cake... And I think that gave us a lot of confidence moving into Sunday as well, too. That in our rink, which is a, a very different proposition, we could really um, have a have a huge impact on again the way we play the game, which is you know much faster than what we've been able to in previous weeks, and, and also you know much more aggressive in in certain aspects of it too. So they came with some changes. We could see that immediately, which was um, which was interesting. and and of course then we had to adjust um, accordingly and you know again from the start first two periods really the boys were just phenomenal you know they they listened to the game plan we we matched again their scoring lines really well but then were able with our other lines to, to really create and cause some huge damage and you know there were performances across the team that were just quite exceptional honestly speaking and and then moving into the, the third period, I think you know for us it was more about getting the job done. And I think were it not for a little bit of penalty trouble that we we seemingly wanted to fight our, ourselves into, we um, you know we would have done that much more comfortably than we did. Um, they're obviously a good team, and and they, that's a credit to them. They don't stop, they keep coming, and, and they did that most definitely in the third period on Sunday. But I was very happy with how we then responded at the end by, by picking up a couple of late goals and, and really, you know, sealing the deal very well. So it's um you know, a big weekend for us, great results and we now move across to playing a double header away from home against Oxford and Middle Keynes. You know, I know the expectations there on ourselves and we'll be under no illusions that we've got two difficult games ahead of us and, and of course we'll prepare for that in, in the right way. So it's uh, yeah, good weekend, first four-point weekend across the uh, season so far, and one we're very happy with.
1: The Solent Devils were in search of a four-point weekend as well as they headed to the Thunderdome and took the lead through Drew Campbell. They extended the lead through Ryan Sutton and made it 3-0 before the end of the first through Kane Russell. Into the second and the Thunder pulled one back, no scorer unfortunately, to make it 3-1 before Luke Forsyth made it 4-1 to the Devils. Peacock added another to make it 5-1 before the end of the period where a couple of penalties meant the third would start 4-on-4. After the Devils returned to full strength, Captain Alex Cole got in on the action to make it 6-1. Forsyth netted his second to make it 7, and Osman made it 8. Osman snuck in again to make it 9, before Luke Forsyth completed his hat-trick with a shorthanded goal after a Hutchinson penalty. Osman then added an 11th to complete his hat-trick. Osmond, the man of the match for Solent, didn't get the name of the MK man after that 11-1 defeat, but a bumper four-point four point weekend for the uh, for the Devils with 19 goals in it. And after it, Solent player coach Alex Murray gave his thoughts to ZPG. He
3: obviously delighted with the results this weekend. I mean, we haven't had many doubleheaders so obviously pleased that you know when we were looking ahead for this weekend, we we needed a, a big weekend, especially of the two losses to Slough and I think even though when we upon reflection look back at the Slough home game whilst we played well in places obviously points is what we need and we got those against Chancellor in a really close contested game. I thought the line up did brilliantly to to ensure victory there, including Duffy in net and the whole line up contribute which was really good. Um and look, you know, that that victory was was something that I felt like we deserved and needed and then um going into Sunday against Milton Keynes, obviously they're a bit depleted at the moment and I think we can call that a professional job. You know, the guys went in there and, and played really well. It was good to see the the new lines that we've put together, you know, play really well. And uh, Rory got a, a starting net, which, again, is getting guys out on the ice. So, overall, a really impressive weekend. And um, we've got another big one coming up now on Saturday against Streatham. And if if we win there, you know, I think we're back in with a shout. So, all to play for. And obviously, we are be back at training Thursday, ready to go.
1: Of course, later this week I'll be catching up with Solent Devils' Joe Lewen so make sure you don't miss that. The final game Sunday was at the Riverside as the Bucks headed to the Chieftains for the Real Essex Derby, and it was charity night in Chelmsford, raising money for Aching Arms UK and four Lewis, two am- incredible charities that do amazing work helping families that have suffered the truly tragic ordeal of losing a baby. And as I said last week, if you don't know much about these charities and the amazing work they do, you can hear me talking to Mel from Aching Arms in episode 10 and Bob from Four Lewis in episode 20. So do go back and have a listen to those. To the game then, and the Chieftains had kept their charity jerseys a secret. And when you do that, they've got to be good. And my word, they did not disappoint. Jordan, Santa Claus Lorde, led out his elves to start the game, which did start a tense affair. After Rayner was given two for nearing on 348, the Chieftains came close to a short hander as Alan Lack flew out on the breakaway but was tripped before getting his shot off, resulting in Lack ending up in the goal as it skidded towards the backboards, and a penalty shot being awarded to the home side. Cam Bartlett took to the ice solo, and outwitted former teammate Sonny Phillips to make it 1-0 to the Chieftains on 12.44. A minute later, it was Cam Bartlett again stealing the puck in the Bucks D-zone and finishing neatly for 2-0 on 13.43. As the first was drawn to a close, Donald Campbell went solo down the left, deking beyond the chance for D, and poking past Jordan Lorde for 2-1 on 1954. As the second started, Chieftains penned the Bucks in, and after a few attempts, it was Grant Bartlett who turned and shot in one movement, assist to Barnes-Garner and Jameson for 3-1 on 2109. On 28-13, the Chieftains extended their lead when Logan Prince sold the puck in the slot and managed to squeeze it home for 4-1. The goal of the game came just after the halfway mark when Pickering and Ollie Baldock fed the puck to Cam Bartlett, coming into the right circle and he smashed into the near top corner for 5-1 on 33:13. There were chances at both ends, but Lauder and Phillips were both on top form. Into the third, and neither team were able to control the game that flowed from end to end, and the Bucks pulled one back when Brindley Cap set the puck back to TJ Anderson, who poked through the five hole for 5-2 on 47:32. A decent result for the home side. They know you have to be at 100% or the bucks will turn you over. These two will go again at the Sapphire next Saturday. And after an up and down weekend, Buccaneers head coach Jason Buckman gave his thoughts to ZPG.
0: Mixed results at the weekend for the Buccaneers. Uh, Comfortable win Saturday against Oxford, 11-3 at home. Um, It was nice to have a full lineup for the first time in a while, Um, and it was good to see lots of scoring across all the lines. Um, give the guys a lot of confidence going into Sunday against Chelmsford in the uh, Essex Derby always a tough place to go always a place our guys like playing in um, again quite quite a tough game close game at times I, I felt like the first period we certainly uh, had the upper hands and Chieftains did the second period which uh, kind of put the game out of, out of reach for us um, small consolation winning the last period 1-0 but hopefully uh can take some uh positives out of it and look forward to uh the Essex derby back in Romford next Saturday where we can hopefully um even the season series up against them
1: well that's the match reports all done with then a massive thank you to the coaches for giving their thoughts as well now it's time for this
3: Hi, it's Justin Wong, Kenny Wu from the Muddy Ducks, presenting Zero Pucks Given Britain Division Player of the Week.
1: Player of the Week, then. Some big performances this week, particularly from Solent and Invicta, and it's the team from Gillingham that take it this week. Player of the Week with three goals, one assist, and a four-point weekend. The ZPG Britain Division Player of the Week is Tom Saw. After this weekend's games, then, where Streatham had a weekend off, uh, they will come back without moving anywhere. The teams chasing the Red Hawks could possibly see this as a wasted opportunity to peg them back. So, the fixtures for next week, then. Saturday sees a full programme. The early face off down at Planet Ice in Gosport sees the Streatham Red Hawks visit the Solent Devils. Some game that should be. At the Sapphire in Romford, 5:15. the real Essex Derby, Romford Buccaneers versus Chumpsford Chieftains. At 6.15 at Oxpens Road, the Invicta Dynamos head up the M40 to face the Oxford City Stars. Finally, at 6.30pm, the Milton Keynes Thunder face off against the Slough Jets at the Hangar. Sunday evening, we close out 2023 with two games at 6.45. The Chancellor Chieftains travel to the Streatham Hawks, and the Invicta Dynamos will travel up to the Thunderdome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow ZPG on all the social media channels Insta, Facebook, X, TikTok, Snapchat. And of course, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your podcast platform so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will see you next time.
0: Sports social podcast Network.